morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here, on another terrific Tuesday, friends, for Torch Report 380, understanding what is at stake here. When we look out at all the chaos, we see what's going on. Uh, there's so many moving parts. It's easy to miss the bigger issue here. The bigger issue is it's another beautiful day. That's the truth, friends. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping and the whole world is going to hell. <laughs> or is it? Is it really going to hell? I don't know. You know, it is true. It is true. It's undeniable. Bad things are happening all around the world, that the the global cabal is advancing their agenda to rule us all. We'll get to that more in a minute here. Uh, you know, the America... American political circus, the corruption, it continues to grow more outrageous by the day. And, you know, for whatever reason, certain global leaders seem inclined to be, you know, trying to spark another uh, world war. All of this is going on right as we speak. But it's fair to ask the question, is the whole world going to hell? The answer is no, of course not. The whole world is not going to hell. That's a matter of perspective. I mean, right where I'm at, the world's not going to hell. Probably right where you're at, the world's not going to hell. But nevertheless, you know, it may seem like the world is going to hell if, A, you are, you know, uh, fixated on all of the chaos. It will feel like the world is going to hell. Or if you happen to be living in a Ukrainian village anywhere near the Nova Kavoka hydroelectric dam this morning, just uh, briefly want to touch on the dam being, ex you know, is exploding across the headlines. Oh my gosh, you know, the, the Russians, you know, they're, 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 they bombed the dam and they're drowning all the poor Ukrainian villagers, you know, and, the, and that comedian jackass sock puppet Volodymyr Zelensky, you know, he's blaming the Russian terrorists. It's Russia, Russia, Russia for the attack, uh, even though those who have been paying attention are quick to point out that it was the Ukrainians, actually the Ukrainians using U.S. supplied M1, you know, 142 HIMARS, high mobility artillery rocket systems. The Ukrainians were using HIMARS to attack that dam uh, since last December in an effort to sever Russian supply lines. But now, again, you know, the jackass Zelensky is Russia, Russia, Russia. And, you know, Americans are supposed to be, oh, those poor Ukrainians, oh, the poor Ukrainians. Send them more money. Send them more military equipment. Whatever, friends. It's a farce. It's a fleece scene of the American people. Now, there is no doubt it sucks to be caught up in a war zone. Clearly, it sucks to be in a war zone. You know, there's no denying that. But the point, however, is the fact that the entire conflict is not what it seems. It has not been from the very, very beginning. I've I've drilled down on this. I try largely to ignore what's happening in Ukraine because there's a bunch of Bullshit, just to be very blunt about it. Yes, there is a war and people are dying. Yes, the Western media keeps trying to whip up sympathy to justify dumping endless amounts of money and military supplies into the great meat grinder. But hey, how about those Ukrainian Nazis out there on the front lines? Have you heard about the Ukrainian Nazis who are slaughtering their own people in the name of the global cabal? Wait, what? Luke, did you just say Ukrainian Nazis? Friends, raise your hand if you have heard about the Ukrainian Nazis slaughtering their own people. Is that Russian disinformation? That, that's Russian propaganda. You must be reading uh, misinformation or disinformation. They'll probably flag this post and make sure that nobody can read about the Ukrainian Nazis, even though today or actually yesterday, the illustrious, the, you know, the infallible New York Times, the liberal rag vanguard has 
finally been forced to address what has been long obvious to those who are not drinking the Ukrainian Kool-Aid. On Monday, the New York Times ran an article titled Nazi Symbols on Ukraine's Front Lines Highlight Some Thorny Issues of History. Hmm. Ah, yes. So now that it's become so obvious that these Nazis, you know, are on the front lines, now the Nazis have become a thorny issue because, you know, in theory, the United States probably shouldn't be standing in solidarity with and funding a bunch of Nazis who are slaughtering their own people in theory, at least, of course, uh, we know that the global cabal is really what's running all of this. And so it's all serving that purpose. You know, of course, like I said, you know, a year ago, the New York Times was calling all of this Russian propaganda as people were pointing out like, hey, those guys look like they're sporting Nazi symbolism and, 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 and it looks like they're killing their own people. You know, ah, that's Russian propaganda. Surprise, surprise. You know, regardless, you know, they're saying it's, oh, gosh, this is a thorny issue, you know. What must be kept front and center, friends, in the midst of all of this is the fact that the conflict in Ukraine is being used to advance the new world order. Russia-Ukraine conflict is being used to advance the new world order. And no, I am not making that up. I did not just pull it out of my hat, you know, to quote George Soros. Friend, you may recall, if you've been with me, uh, from Torch Report 290, time to take off the gloves. Uh, I was reading from George Soros' 1993 essay that was titled, Toward a New World Order, The Future of NATO. The future of NATO is toward a new world order. Holy smokes. Wow, that's pretty much straightforward, plain English. Okay, what does George Soros have to say 30 years ago as he's working toward a new world order and the future of NATO? He says this, and I quote, It is the characteristic of revolutions that people do not fully understand what's going on. There is a discrepancy between the needs of the world for a new world order and the national self-interest of the United States. Pause! Stop the tape! <laughs> you know, remember that David Rockefeller also proclaimed that the secret cabal, those are his words, not mine, the secret cabal was working against the interests of the United States to implement a new world order. Soros is stating the exact same thing. Thing, which is clearly not a coincidence. These words that he penned 30 years ago, uh, stating that it's characteristics for people not to understand what's going on, but there's this discrepancy between what the U.S. needs and the New World Order. Friends, it's time, it's high time for Americans to come to grips with this reality. It is the New World Order agenda that is driving global affairs, period. Now, continuing on from toward a new world order, the future of NATO, as scribed by George, the despicable Soros himself. He says, and I quote, incidentally, the combination of manpower from Eastern Europe, i.e. the Ukrainians being used like cannon fodder, uh, along with the technical capabilities of NATO, i.e. the billions of U.S. dollars in military equipment, etc., would greatly enhance the military potential of, the, of NATO because it would reduce the risk of body bags for NATO countries, you know, which means, you know, that's the main constraint to get all these NATO countries uh, willing to act. They don't want to sacrifice their people. And so when Soros says it would reduce the risk of body bags for NATO countries, I mean, come on. Oh, wow. How nice. This guy is certainly benevolent, you know. In other words, they're just going to march 
someone else's child, someone else's brave young men into slaughter in, to, in order to destabilize and destroy the region. That way, NATO forces can then move in as peacekeepers and they can help the global elite slop up the spoils of war like the natural resources, etc., while simultaneously securing obscene profits in the name of building back better. I mean, the MIC could not be more thrilled with this plan, I am sure, friends. I think it's, I think it's funny that liberal reporters right now are practically begging the Ukrainian forces to cover up their Nazi patches. You know, I mean, they just got to keep the narrative as clean as possible. We can't have Americans questioning why we're supporting Nazis slaughtering their own people. You know, how does that tie into the new world order? We don't want to go there, right? We want to make sure that all of us Westerners remain completely insulated from reality for as long as possible. But don't buy the lies, friends. Just don't buy the lies. You know, don't buy the lies about the LGBT LGBTQ plus community being under attack right now. That's out in the news today. The LGBTQ community is under attack by a bunch of racist, bigoted, right wing extremists who are, you know, which has prompted the uh, the human rights campaign, whoever the hell those schmucks are, to declare a national state of emergency for queers all across the country. Wow, that sounds really important. That must be really important. It's a national state of emergency because LGBTQ people are under attack. Oh, no! Don't buy the lies, friends. Don't buy the lies like the lie that Americans should be alarmed that Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis are spreading authoritarianism across the nation. Friends, that's an actual article out in thehill.com this morning. And by the way, thehill.com, that's like what everybody hanging out in Washington, D.C. in their in their you know little coffee shops or whatever. They're reading the Hill because that's what happens on the Hill. And on the Hill, they believe that Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis are spreading authoritarianism all across the nation. Don't buy the lies. Don't buy the lies that there will ever be any accountability whatsoever for the stolen 2020 election. Don't buy the lie. I mean, uh, FBI director Ray, he's out there, you know, he's, he's in contempt of court. They're going to hold him in contempt of court because he's lying through his teeth and refusing to comply. But do you think that's going to go anywhere? Of course not. No, it's just more political circus, you know? Anyway, as, as more and more Irrefutable evidence comes to light about, you know, ballot harvesting and shipping ballots across the lines and all of that, friends. It's never going to go anywhere. You have to understand the context of where we're at right now, the post-truth era. No, friends, while millions of Americans are bickering over whether or not women can be men and men can have babies, which seems to be the hottest topic these days. I mean, Twitter is all a flitter with this kind of stuff, right? Patriots would be wise to keep our eyes on the prize. It is our national sovereignty that is under attack from every angle, from enemies both foreign and domestic. And it's because the United States and what we stand for stands in the way of what the elites are trying to achieve. You know, Therefore, the global cabal is trying to destroy the United States and what we stand for. It's our love of freedom. It's our belief in liberty, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness that stands in the way of their goal for total control. It would be foolish to lose sight of this because they've said so repeatedly. I mean, we just read George Soros. We just read uh, who else have we were. Yeah, George Soros and oh, Rockefellers. Anyway, you know, they're they're trying to undermine the United States to implement the new world order. They've said it, friends. It's not It's not conspiracy. We should be talking about this stuff because they've said it. Thus, 
while the global cabal continues to advance their agenda and the American people continue to be fleeced, the noose continues to tighten around our necks. Each day, we grow one step closer to the China-style communist surveillance state. It's the great inescapable global socialist surveillance state I've talked so much about. The enemies ideological subversion, their propaganda, the decades of an institutional indoctrination, all of this is now bearing fruit. The cultural revolution is well underway and the transformation of consciousness is nearly complete. And that's huge, friends. That's what's really at stake. This transformation of consciousness, getting people to accept it, to buy into it, to be assimilated into the collective. People are not just losing their common sense and their ability to think for themselves. People are literally losing their desire to live as free human beings. Let that sink in. People are losing their desire to live as free human beings. Are you aware, for example, that nearly 30% of young Americans believe that having government surveillance cameras installed in every single home would keep people safe? Did you know that? I mean, that's a uh, report done out by Cato. The Cato Institute. Now they say nearly 30% of young Americans believe that having government surveillance cameras installed in every home would keep people safe. Friends, it is absolutely ludicrous. Ludicrous. It's preposterous. It's absurd. But don't lose sight of the fact that 30% of young Americans actually believe this. This sort of insanity is the direct result of the transformation of consciousness. It's the direct result of heavy-handed social conditioning that's been driving behavioral change for decades. These fools want the government to protect them, and they believe that having government surveillance cameras in every home is going to keep them safe. By the way, they also, these fools, also want the unelected central bankers to control all of their money. More than half of those who support in-home government surveillance cameras also support a CBDC. Got the little spiffy chart there from the Cato. Friends, if you're listening on a podcast platform, please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com to see this spiffy chart that shows 53% of those people who support government in-home government surveillance cameras also support CBDCs. Okay, we're doomed here. We're doomed. But I want to I want to point out here, take a note of how they they phrase the survey question. They said it like this. They say, would you favor or oppose the government installing surveillance cameras in every household to reduce domestic violence, abuse, and illegal activity? Those clever bastards, <laughs> you know, would you favor or oppose the government installing surveillance cameras in every house to reduce domestic violence, abuse, and other illegal activities? You know, this, this juxtaposition implies that government surveillance is the only solution to reducing or at least a viable solution to reducing violence, abuse and other illegal activity. I believe that the Cato Institute was not advocating for government surveillance cameras in every home. I believe they were merely making the point that people are going to buy into all sorts of stupidity if they think that it keeps how they phrase the sentence. And I think that what's really being brought to light here is the degree to which the masses have been duped, the degree to which people have been conditioned to accept that it's all necessary for the sake of safety. And by extension, you know, by the way, by phrasing things, anything that's linked to safety, they can use the same technique 
uh, it, well, it has been being used and it continues to be used to drum up support for all sorts of insanity. And, and that, that friends in the bigger issue, that's, that's the beauty of democracy. Once a sufficient number of people have been conned into accepting such idiotic notions, then the elites can simply leverage these useful idiots to whatever ends they desire. That is precisely why winning the battle of democracy is the first step in a communist revolution. Now, if you've been with me for a while, you know that this is true. I've, I've broke it down a lot. Per the Communist Manifesto, quote, the first step in the revolution by the working class is to raise the proletariat to the position of the ruling class to win the battle of democracy. End quote. Right out the Communist Manifesto. And of course, let's not forget the communist ultimate aim. The communists disdain to conceal their views and aims. They openly declare that their ends can be attained only by the the forcible overthrow of all existing social conditions. Friends, I've detailed this uh, in depth, the connections between the Communist Manifesto and the, and the globalist agenda many times, uh, perhaps most poignantly in Torch Report 154, how the useful idiots are getting used. So if you're not familiar with this connection, go check out Torch Report 154. But I'm not going to rehash it here. I think the connection should be clear. One, the Chinese Communist Party is said to be the role model for the world. Fact. Okay. Two, the Amer American Cultural Revolution is being systematically destroyed. Our culture is being systematically destroyed before our very eyes. Fact. Okay. The third point is that the deep state war hawks continue to push us toward direct conflict with China. That is also a fact. So it leaves us with the question, what comes next? What comes next? I don't know. Are we going to go to war with China? I actually don't think so, friends. I think it's distraction. When I think about what comes next, for starters, I think about the World Health Organization organizing another global pandemic. I mean, it's a simulation, of course, but they're calculating how to further centralize control over every aspect of our lives under the insidious One Health Initiative. Meanwhile, the WHO and others are beefing up the framework for digital passports, ostensibly to enhance global mobility. And they're collaborating with none other than the World Bank to form consensus among globally recognized leaders, you know, uh, experts from everything from veterinary epidemiology to the environment, you know, gender law, et cetera, et cetera. They're using these these heavily indoctrinated liberal schmucks who are experts. They're using their consensus for the sake of driving local level policy. Anyway, friends, they're doing this per their manifesto for preparedness links in the article there, friends. It's hard to tell when they're going to strike with the next pandemic or, or what's going to happen here. But my take is whether it's China or Russia or the next pandemic, my take is that they're plotting their next iterative disruption and preparing the solution for the next crisis that they're about to unfold or about to create. Keep in mind, my friends, that this is all happening while the majority of Americans remain completely captivated by the narrative. Most people are mesmerized by the media and completely distracted by all the political theater. Most people don't see that this is happening. But in the minds of the global elite, 
All of this is just a game for global domination. It's all about the new world order. And unfortunately, these shysters are playing for keeps. Friends, if we lose sight of that fact, then we are going to lose our freedom forever and our children will never live free. And I'm serious. That's what's really at stake. Therefore, resist we must. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to find that little heart. Hey, you got the email. Click the email. Go to the website. Click the heart. Uh, Give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this terrific Tuesday, friends, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.